Welcome as we rock out to Electric Mary, which, by the way, a big thanks to Russell Brown from Electric Mary for allowing to use such a cracking song. Big welcome to Third and Long, where we've all season, we provided a 360-degree access all areas past everything NFL with an Australian twist. Third and Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and Top sport.com.au nearly buggered that up well now the Super Bowl wait is nearly over four more days the whole crew is here for a big finale and none bigger than Mark Goodwell a big welcome to you are you excited brother yes Corey we finally made it to the finale it's been uh as a long season it's been a great season in the NFL it's been uh Every week we've had some amazing games. We've had plenty to talk about. It's been fun bringing it to you. And also with the uh, the punning side of things, I think everybody's enjoyed the season. And we're definitely going to uh, have a big wrap-up, Corey, with our uh, Super Bowl party, which we'll speak to a bit later in the show. We sure will, Marco. We'll be rocking it out at the Emerson now. The man who, uh, well, he's San Francisco 49ers, couldn't make it to the Super Bowl, but a big welcome to Top Rope. More importantly, Top Rope, when are you flying in for the Super Bowl party? Yeah, cheers, Corey. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, no, the, the the hurt's still there. Uh, uh, very disappointing loss, and, and you know the, the 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 conservative coaching in that last quarter will, 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 won't be forgotten from Kyle Shanahan. It was, it was horrendous. But uh, yeah, more important things: flying down to Melbourne for uh, uh, the Super Bowl party. So. Uh, in Sunday night, expect a sober up sometime around Thursday afternoon. Very good, Top Rope. Looking forward to hosting you down here. Believe it or not, Top Rope and I uh, actually have not met in person yet, so uh, it's a rare chance to get uh, most of the Little Birdie crew all together in one spot, and we're going to celebrate a very good day, hopefully ahead. Well, it'll be more than one day, but uh, we'll start with the Super Bowl, see how far we push into the week. Uh, okay, Top Rope's on board now. we just got to welcome in uh, Jerry all the way from uh, Miami. He's been helping us out during the playoffs. Really appreciate his time. He's been giving an insight of what's going on in the ground. And he is fresh off a trip himself. He went to LA last week to see the Rams take on the 49ers, Top Rope's 49ers tips. Jerry, how was the trip? Uh, I saw on your social media you had a uh, a nice little suite that you're invited to there. It looked like a... Uh, large hotel room more than a suite to me uh how how was the game and have you recovered well yeah you saw the game the game was amazing uh i did put some pictures on the social media it was a 32 person suite so you ain't kidding it was kind of like a hotel room i mean there was all sorts of food there was tables chairs lounge chairs you know seats screens couches you name it it was a lot of fun and it came down to pretty much the last play of the game uh you know both uh, both games came down to the last score. Both were a field goal differential. And, uh, you know, sad to say that I took my first loss with you guys with KC, but I'll let you get into that. But, yeah, the game was great. Uh, and if the Super Bowl weren't in L.A., I'd probably going again. But going Miami to L.A. and back uh, two out of the last three weeks is just too much. It's too taxing. It's too far. It's too much. All right. Very good. The crew's on board. And uh, we will get straight into the 
review of uh, last week's games. We only had two, so we'll cover both in a bit of uh, detail. As I said, Jerry was there at one game, so we'll uh, expect a solid report from him. The first game of uh, we'll cover is top rope. Uh, the Cincinnati uh, get the job done against the Chiefs. Can't believe the Cincinnati uh, are now the AFC champs, top rope. Uh, I think they were, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were around the 150 to 1 market uh, pre-season. They wouldn't have been seen uh, we, on, on our stat sheet or our odd sheet from Top Sport. We didn't discuss them at all. But uh, one, of the, one of the comebacks, uh, well, of history, really, they, uh, you know, they came back uh, from th- uh, 321 down or 21-3 down, I should say, to, uh, to get the victory top rope. How did you uh, how did you see the game and uh, can the Burroughs fairy tale continue into the Super Bowl? Yeah, lots to unpack there, MG. Uh, it was eerily similar to when they met in the regular season. Chiefs jumped to to, to a big lead and uh, uh, the Bengals clawed their way back. It's just plenty about the resilience uh, at Cincinnati. If you ask me, I think they uh, they really kind of never gave up. Dug pretty deep there, but this was this was a loss that was. Well and truly on the head of of of, of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Some of the play calling in, in this game with with a big lead was was really really poor. And you know the the play before halftime, Mahomes has to take absolute bath for for, for, for throwing it to Tyreek and and not not getting the three points in that one. It was you know kind of an insane play there. So, uh, but can Burrow go on with it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that. You know, he, 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 they're playing with a belief that, you know, you don't often see, you know, teams who start the year kind of among the favourites kind of playing with this belief. But when you're playing with nothing to lose, they, they really are, uh, have done a tremendous job since today. So uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a wonderful win and I, I certainly give him a chance in the Super Bowl. Jerry, as Top Rope said, this is a lot to unpack this game. Um, pretty much I would have thought betting was... Uh, you know, 101 around that kind of range when they're up 21-3 and dominating. As Top Rope mentioned, the debacle before halftime was probably the momentum change that uh, Cincinnati needed because, you know, it was kind of a crucial uh, momentum swing, not putting the three on the board. And just after that, um, they worked out the Chiefs and, uh, you know, got it to overtime and even survived a ball in Mahomes' hand on overtime. You saw the footage there, how they almost celebrated the victory when they won the toss. Get the interception and uh, the kicker gets the job done again. Yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, top, you know, right on about that play before the half, but I'm going to go back one series prior. When it was 21 uh, 3, Cincinnati had the ball and they had a key, like third and seven or six that Burrow converted with his legs early in the drive. Uh, and then that drive was like a four minute drive to make it 21 10. Uh, and it gave them a little bit of life. But I think at 21-3, that game's pretty much over if the Bengals don't score there. And then the Chiefs had a chance to match it. I mean, they had first and goal at the one after an interference uh, penalty in the end zone. First and goal at the one, and they got zero. And not only did they get zero, it was deflating because, like you said, with no timeouts, Mahomes can't make that play. He's got to throw it away, and you may have two more shots. Even if you went for it on fourth down and got stuffed, it was a lot better then getting held out on second down and then going to the half. So they were deflated going to the half. I mean, think about it right here, Mark. They had a 21-10 lead. They burst and goal to one and were getting the ball to start the second half. I mean, that game should have been 35-10 before the Bengals saw the ball again. And, you know, as you can tell, I'm a little bitter on that. I was very big on the Chiefs. It's the first loser that I gave to you guys here. Um, 
I still don't know how it happened. Like you said, trading on the live line, forget the money line. There were 18 and a half points spread on the live line uh, late in the second half. And then Mahomes, you know, he he was I, I, I there's no explanation. He had, the I think, the fourth worst quarterback rating in the fourth quarter uh, in like the history of the NFL playoffs. Like in the second half, they had three points. Just brutal all the way around. But, you know, kudos to the Bengals. They're there because of Joe Burrow. And like you said, winning that toss, everyone says, all right, we've seen this movie before. Mahomes with the ball in overtime and it's game, set, match. But since he pulled the miracle interception and they're moving on. It was an unbelievable match. Uh, both were. And we'll move on to the next one. We'll discuss the Rams and 49ers. I'll go back to top rope first. Uh, you know, a team that were probably, uh, I guess, built in the as the season went on, you know, they they got Stafford, they acquired, and you know they've kind of been called, I guess, the all-in team or Chips all-in team all year. Probably haven't been rated in the in the top three to five sides most of the year, and 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 I'd say comfortably three to four weeks out, this Super Bowl was seen by very few people, if any, uh, for this matchup. But you know, again, this was an, an unbelievable comeback of, of sorts again. You know, the Rams were down um, 7-17, I think it was at three-quarter time, uh, and, and they pitch a shutout in the last quarter to the 49ers to uh, to get the job done again. The kicker delivers a uh, victory and sends them to the Super Bowl, top rope. Yeah, well, just from a 49ers' point of view, you know, before we got on air, Jerry and I were talking about conservative coaching, and Kyle Shanahan's performance in that last quarter was was utterly Abysmal. The not the the getting stuffed. The the not going for it on fourth and two from the opponents from, from the Rams forty five with with kind of plenty of with the momentum really on the line in that spot was was just so so bad. And then to have done it after after a pretty poorly constructed challenge from from McVay. So you had plenty of time to think about it. It was just. So bad. Get handy to the fullback on the run beforehand. You check, like we barely had a run. Yeah, he'd been used way more as a receiver this year. Really disappointing. The Rams will take plenty of plenty of heart from that game. I, I, yeah, I thought the better team probably didn't win that game. I thought the better team threw that one away there. But yeah, the Rams. You know, Cooper Cup is just is it, it, something special. But it's it's that defensive unit, and that defensive front that really kind of stands up and yeah. I guess the one big concern, we'll, we'll break down the, the Super Bowl soon, but the one big concern for the Bengals is their offensive line and how they're going to match up against that outstanding pass rush. It is outstanding defensive front is really going to be the issue of it. Uh, yeah, McVeigh came back uh, just as, as as the Niners had done against the Rams the last time they met, so uh, only a few weeks back. So uh, really big win and to see. Uh, a home team in a Super Bowl playing their home stadium for the you know, second time in, in a couple of years. It's quite remarkable. Yeah, it is. You're right. Um, yeah, it's interesting, the matchup, I guess. You know, both, you know, I guess both teams uh, that, that lost on the weekend did let it slip. They obviously had decent leads in both times, and I think it was more, more. yeah, it was. The coaches had such an input uh, in both games, I guess, for the winning team at the time, for whatever they went, they went away from what was working for them at certain stages during the game. And did, even went into defensive mode and tried to protect the lead, but uh, both failed. Jerry, um, you know, as we said previously, you were there in LA. You had this game uh, close up. How good was uh, Cooper Cup's game? And uh, what are the Bengals going to be able to do to uh, to stop this man? Because he is proving the difference. And I know we'll talk about the Rams 
defense in depth when we cover the Super Bowl. But uh, if they don't stop uh, Stafford to cup, um, I don't think it's going to make any difference what the defense do on Cincinnati's side. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, Cooper Cup, I mean, he won the triple crown for wide receivers, you know, yards, touchdowns, receptions. I mean, he is just, he's unstoppable. And here's the, the, the thing, Mark. I mean, the forgotten man, Odell Beckham Jr., now who used to be a superstar, you know, injuries, the Browns, whatever you want to call it. If Cooper Cup gets doubled and almost triple teamed sometimes, you're leaving a former rookie of the year, a former all-pro, one-on-one on the other side, I, I think it, it's it's issues uh, for the Bengals and the 49ers. You can see that Odell had a couple of great catches there late, one that he also took a uh, personal foul on. But the, the, the key there was, uh, like, you know, we talked about the, the coaching. This is a rare game where both coaches deserve to lose, and I, I mean that. They both deserve to lose. They played conservative. Just alluding to that play where they punted uh, down deep, and it was coming off of a horrible challenge. They put the punt unit out, then he challenges, and then they put the offense out, and then he put the punter back out. He was never going to go for that. Scared of his own shadow. He played to lose, deserved to lose, and guess what? He lost. But, yeah, Cooper Cup, look for them to roll coverage that way, and I'm actually looking for Beckham to have a big game. Okay, beautiful. I appreciate uh just wrapping up uh, both the uh, conference championships there. Disappointing losses for both our Top Ropes 49ers and also uh, Mahomes Chiefs. Okay, that's the review. We'll get, uh, we're just going to move along now after the break. We'll come back with Corey McKern. He's going to uh, interview with myself, uh, Texans kicker Cam Johnson. And then after that, we'll be back with the uh, complete preview of uh, our last match of the year, the Super Bowl. Well, welcome back. It is Super Bowl week and very fortunate to have a current NFL player, a Pro Kick Australia alumni. He was a former Philadelphia Eagle. Now he's a Houston Texans hunter. Um, he does have a very famous lookalike, which we'll, uh, we'll touch like in uh, Bill Burr, which I think that would have been pretty humorous in the back end of the season. A very big welcome to Cameron Johnson, who is down in Geelong. How are you going, mate? What's it like to be back home? Yeah, no, it's great. It was uh, three years, you know, we hadn't been back in three years. So finally, you know, I mean, to be able to get back in the off-season, see family, that was, uh, it was really exciting. We were really looking forward to it. And it was good to get back here, so. Now, uh, I have to ask you, what's the biggest thing? Obviously, lived in Philly, um, now in Houston, back in Geelong. What's the, what's the first thing that you did when you got back home, the things that you haven't been able to get? Uh, my main one was just going to the beach. You know, what I mean, getting back to the coast, getting back to the water. So, um, yeah, Philly, there was there wasn't a whole lot of that. And then Texas is a little bit; it's just not the same. It's down the coast down here. So, um, yeah, me and my wife, I think it was we land and then kind of just went straight down there and uh, kind of relaxed. It was good. And uh, first season in uh, in Houston, how did how did that all go? I know uh, I know the the off season it can get particularly sticky in that July August period. How did you cope with that? No, it was uh, it was it was great. I love I love my time down in uh, Houston, my first year there. So, um, yeah, I mean, love the coaching staff, the players, and all that. So, it was a good move. It was good to get down there playing for the Texans. So, uh, they're definitely building something special down there. So, um, but no, it was great. It was a good it was a good time to yeah, I mean, playing my first year there. And one last one before I throw over to Mark. I did mention it off the top, but you must have found it a little bit humorous the uh, the comparison that just exploded on social media being compared to you got a brother in Bill Burr. 
Uh, yeah, opposing it was at road fans. I mean, at, at opposing games, the fans they had been uh, they'd been going on about it all year, and then uh, I think it was Barcelona Sports. Yeah, they they ran with it, and we finished the game, got back to the locker room, and the phone, uh, the notifications had blew up. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it got it got a good run, but I think the uh, the opposing team fans on the road they are. Uh, they were the first ones onto it. They'd been giving it to me all year. So, well, Marco, I know you've uh, you've got a question about the game. So far away. Hey, Cam, welcome to the show, mate. Um, I just want to ask from a player's point of view uh, a few questions. I want to get your insight on how you think the uh, the Rams and the Bengals game will play out uh, this week. Uh, and uh, you know, from a player's point of view, the build up, I guess, to the game. You know, having the week off, uh, the two weeks with all the media and stuff like that. How would uh, the preparation go for that? I think they'd try and, they'd try and keep it as uh, normal as possible. Um, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot going on, but at the same time, you want to keep your normal processes. So, um, yeah, I, it, it'd just be, yeah, I mean, that extra week is good for the guys. You know, they're going to get more, you know, I mean, their bodies are going to be good. They're going to get the rehab in so, and a lot more film work. So, um, yeah, they'll just be trying to keep it as, uh, as normal as possible. And for the game, what do you, what, what do you see the, the keys, I guess, for uh, either team being able to win the Super Bowl? What, what needs to go right for both? the uh, Bengals and the Rams this week? I think it's going to be high scoring. I mean, both offences, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're high power. You know, I mean, Joe Burrow, Stafford, you know, I mean, they're going to, throw, they're going to get points. So um, it's pretty much, I think it's whatever defence can stand up and uh, get a few stops. You know, I mean, if you can get a, a turnover, I think it's going to be crucial in a game like this. So, um, yeah, I think if the, de- the defence is going to be key on uh, on both sides to try and, uh, you know, I mean, stop it and not let it be a shootout in the end. Now, Cam, it, it actually, it's, it's quiet that we... Uh... Sorry, that we uh, we we go across the the entirety of the year, and it seems like special teams and punters and kickers always seem to to maybe take a bit of a backseat. But you must have a bit of a chuckle um, amongst the special teams fraternity how important special teams is when it comes this time of year. That all of a sudden you're nearly on equal footing with the the quarterback in every team in so, in some regards. Yeah, you know, you're seeing with the kickers, you know, I mean, it, you know, you're going to have to have a kicker that's, uh, he's going to make his kicks because um, points are going to be critical. And then, you know, I mean, with both quarterbacks being so, so strong and the offense is being, yeah, so good, you're going to have to, the punters are going to have to pin them deep and make them go a long way. Yeah, you know, I mean, you miss it a punt or something like that. And, you know, I mean, you give up 20, 30 yards of field position to them. You know, I mean, they're going to, they're going to carve you up. So, um, I think yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be key. But then both sides, they're both both special team units. They're very, very, very good, very consistent. So um, yeah. And one one last one from me before I throw to Marco and get a pick on the game. Obviously, the drop punt. It's such a such a I mean easy kick for us that have played AFL all our lives. How much is it a, a go to weapon of yours? To be able to, for such an, an an accurate kick, and can someone teach Joe Buck on the on the NFL broadcast that it's not an end over end kick, it's a drop punt. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's critical. You know what I mean? Because you got you're you're 100 using it uh, in the plus 50 when you're trying to pin them deep there, and then um, you know, I mean the returners are so good these days. So you're trying to get the ball away from a returner. You don't want to give him a ball straight down the middle that he can set up on. So these drop punts, pushing it left, pushing it right, getting the uh, getting the returner to go both ways. Um, and then, you know, I mean, letting the letting the gunners on the outside have a straight run down. So um, the drop punts become massive in the NFL, and you know, I mean, all the American guys they've got incredible at it as well. But you know, it's a tool in your bag that you you have to have, and you have to be able to hit it. Cam, okay, we've we have a part on the show where we've uh, been tipping all year for uh, Corey's uh, platform. Walk with me online. Four of us have had mixed success through the year. Corey's on on top of our leaderboard. 
So he'll probably uh, take earnest on, on the question I'm about to ask you. The tip for the Super Bowl for all our punters out there, either the line currently the Rams' favourite at minus four flat or the total at 48.5. Do you have a suggestion uh, for the punters? And uh, we will hold you to it going forward for uh, next season. I got I got Bengals winning it. I think Joe Burrow, okay. yeah, he's gonna stand he's gonna stand up, he's gonna do what he's done all all season and then all uh, playoffs. Yeah, I am rolling with the Bengals. So uh yeah, whatever whatever the whatever the bet is there, uh, I'd be going Bengals. Past four and a half. I don't know if you know, Cam, but at the start of the year they were hundred and fifty one dollars to win the uh, the Super Bowl. I think it's the second highest behind maybe the Rams in two thousand. I think they were uh, about two hundred to one. So it'd be an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable feat for such a young side. It would be, yeah. No, it's good. I play with a few of the guys in college, so uh, you know, really supporting the Bengals here. It'd be, it'd be good to see a few. I think four or five of the guys I went to college with uh, get get a win. So now, Cam, uh, it is the is the off season. What's the the off season look like with you? I know that you're back in Geelong. Um, I happened to speak to Chappie the other day. I know you're going to end up connecting with the the Pro Kick Australia guys, which I think is fantastic that you're giving something back to all the other up and coming punters. But what's the What's the off season look like for you? Any anything exotic in the off season planned? Uh no, not a, not a lot. It's more just uh, training, I think. So get back here, get with Chappie. Um, hadn't been with him for about three years. So um, working with Chappie up in Melbourne, and then Tom Hornsey with the Pro Kick Australia in Geelong. So um, get back hunting with them twice a week in the lifting. So um, that's the main thing. It's kind of like this time of the year is really trying to prepare yourself for a long season. So um, not not a whole lot. Just yeah, training and uh, seeing the boys back here. Is that one of the things that you've noticed? I know in the AFL, they are a lot better with the off-season now, but it does seem like it's more prevalent in the NFL that they really use the off-season as an opportunity to get better, not just to maintain, but really to go away and come back better in the off-season. Yeah, I think that's when you you finish your your, your exit interviews with the coaches and you, you find out what stuff you need to improve on and what stuff you want to uh, strengthen you know, I and mean, keep, keep working. So uh, I think... It's just such a long season, so you don't really get to work on as much throughout the year. So this is a time now that if there's things you want to fix, tighten up, work on, it's it's a perfect time. So um, yeah, I just see it as you. Know, I mean, you get these months that you can really build up, build a good foundation. So then late in the year when it gets colder and you're playing in the snow or something like that, yeah, I mean, you can fall back to the training and the strength work you've done in the off season. Well, Cam, we really appreciate you taking out the time to speak to us today. We're all looking forward to Monday. Hopefully, we see a a fantastic game. Um, really hope you enjoy the time back in, in Geelong. And um, look, on behalf of anyone, thanks for taking out the time. And we'll be back with the next segment where we'll take it to the house. Well, welcome back. It is time now for To The House, which is brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. Marco, take it to the house for the last time this season. Okay, thanks, Corey. Uh, quick look at the uh, last bookie wrap for the year. Obviously, there's not going to be much movement going on. Uh, there's only two games, uh, one favourite one, one lost. Uh, neither one covered, very close games there. Uh, both totals went under, and obviously the home team being the Rams split out there. So you can see on the season – Favourites won at uh, 62% on the year, so it was definitely a bookmaker's year in terms of the favourites. Uh, slight shade to the outsiders there on the cover. The um, unders dominated more than the overs there, and the home teams had uh, very little impact uh, as they have in previous seasons. 
Top Ropers, I'll just bring you in to cover your to-the-house tip. Uh, obviously, with only two games, you're able to find one um, one tip for one winner, so you can't do much better than that. You correctly tip the 49ers Rams under total at 46, come up with uh, a result of 37 there. You're never really in doubt there, Top Rope? No, very comfortable watching some small solace for uh... For, for, for the 49ers brethren out there who took the under. Solid result there. Appreciate that from the punters. Uh, we like the easy watches for sure. Okay, um, we'll move right along. We, we've waited for this, obviously, all year. This is our last match we're going to uh, preview. It's the big one in uh, in LA there at SoFi Stadium. It is going to be the Rams. They're listed as the away team, uh, so take note from a betting point of view. Some bookmakers have got it the other way around, but... Uh, the Rams are actually the away team, even though they're playing at home. They will be playing Cincinnati, and this match will kick off Melbourne time on Monday, 10.30 a.m. It'll be shown on both ESPN and 7, mate. Hopefully everyone's got a Super Bowl party lined up, ready to go. I know we have. We're looking forward to hosting uh, our competition winners and a few guests uh, down at the Emerson. So hopefully it'll be a good match and take us uh, deep into the fourth quarter. The way the playoff games have gone this year, uh, we are hoping for another belter. As we put up the betting here, you can see currently the Rams are $1.50 on the money line. The Bengals are at $2.70. The line is Rams minus four flat. And the total is pretty healthy there at 48 and a half. Uh, just before I throw to the guys, uh, we just want to bring up a tail of the tape uh, version there with the Rams and Cincinnati. We just show their win-loss for the year. We've got the Rams have won 15 and five. The Bengals are 13 and seven. Coming into this game, they both won three straight, obviously played uh, a few away games to get to the playoffs. Uh, both in pretty good form. The Rams won eight of their last nine, and the Bengals have won six of their last seven. Uh, not much between the offenses ranked there. You can see it's uh, offense six v offense eight of the Bengals, and the defense is pretty close at 10 and 14 as well. The home record, surprisingly for the Rams, is well, sorry, the home record for the Rams is seven and three, and Cincinnati actually had the same away record at seven and three. So, um, the quarterback stats you can see there, 41 touchdowns to 17 interceptions for um, for the Rams quarterback there, and Cincinnati is at 34 and 14. So all the way down, the stats are pretty evenly matched, and with the Rams being a uh, playing at home and the line being at four, the bookmakers on a neutral ground would have this uh, not much between either side. I'd like to bring in top rope first. Top rope. What was your first views, I guess, uh, coming off the back of both sides, having a win last week uh, and seeing how the market's opened? They've changed a little. The total's come down a little bit. And the Rams opened up three flat, uh, got as big as four and a half. I think they've just settled back to four flat now. Uh, do you see much market move it going forward or being the Super Bowl, do you think it's pretty solid? And uh, just what's your general thoughts on the Super Bowl ahead? Yeah, I, my, my kind of first thought is uh... – that yeah, you know, I was hoping to get, I was hoping to get more than the field goal for, for the Bengals, uh, and that's where it's come up at. And I'm a little bit surprised at the uh, at the movement after four four and a half, you know, back into about four. I expect that the market's pretty steady right now. I can't see a huge amount of line, line movement. Yeah, there may be move half point each way. But I, I don't think we're going to be seeing three. So if you're going to back the Rams, I don't think you'd be getting a flat three in concern. So uh, yeah, I I think the once the kind of dust had settled on the, the Bengals win, I think the kind of the early thoughts were looking at matchups. I think the big matchup kind of concern for the Bengals, or a lot of people seem to think I'll take advantage of, is uh, the ability of the uh, Rams uh, up front to, 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 to cause Cincinnati a lot of damage. They got sacked a lot. 
Barry got sacked a lot when uh, uh, they won their opening uh, when they won their second playoff game. Uh, but yeah, he I, I think he stayed upright the entire game against the Chiefs, and, 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 and he certainly got rid of the ball a lot quicker. Was certainly using his legs a lot more. So um, early thoughts are that. The, the line will stay the same and that the Bengals are probably a slight bit for me. Where, where do you see uh, top rope? I guess the, you know, if you had to look at one angle in, into the game, what's what's the key matchup in terms of, uh, I guess, from a Cincinnati point of view, since, since you're leaning that way, what has to go right for Cincinnati for them to uh, come away with this victory? Is it more centred on the protection of the O-line, protecting Burrow so he gets time for the wideouts? Do they need to establish any kind of run? Because the Rams just, you know, have stopped the run all year. I think they average something like 55 yards a game or something. It's ridiculously low. So if they get to, if the Rams are able to get to Burrows, uh, they don't have an option B to go to the Bengals. So would you say it's more what happens that side of the ball or is it equally of what Stafford is going to, I guess, not make mistakes, which he has done in past, uh, not to turn the ball over and give it back to Burrows. Well, I think the key, but what what when breaking into this game, what I really like kind of about the Bengals is I I like getting I like getting you know, the the quarterback on the up, and this reminds me, yeah, you know, I'm certainly not suggesting he's going to have the career of Tom Brady, but this this kind of the rise of the Bengals, unlike very much been kind of carried by their quarterback, reminds me very much of of Brady in 2002 and that Patriots team, and I think we're where, where the coaching adjustments last week of kind of getting rid of the ball quickly, I think is going to be really, really important. I can see Joe Mixon having a big game here, but I can see him having a big game receiving. I, I don't think they're going to be able to establish a run. I think they will try early on. I don't think they're going to. I think kind of short, sharp passes, you know, using Tyler Boyd inside, you know, I think it's going to be a real key here for, for the Bengals. And on the other side of the ball, you know, I, I'm not convinced that Stafford is his only quarter. He certainly throwing some great balls, and he certainly made some big mistakes this playoffs. So, um, you know, the, the the Bengals' pass defense has not been exceptional this year, but they certainly have picked up pace a bit over the playoffs. And, you know, the way they the way they locked down Tannehill and the Titans, who had been a very good throwing team all year, uh, I think was you know, kind of – they can cause the Rams some issues, issues there, and I think they can kind of really upset Matt Stafford there. So, um yeah, I probably didn't answer your question there, MG, in terms of which way we go. But I, I, I do think the ability of the Bengals to throw the ball and get rid of it quickly will, will probably be the number one with the ability to to, to, to kind of their coverage uh, and kind of create some issues for Matt Stafford is probably one B. All right, Jerry. Uh, as I said, um, you know, obviously with the Super Bowl, we've got Cincinnati first time back in uh, 33 years. We saw their crowd reaction. Uh, the, the town's obviously getting right behind them, as you should do in any town that gets their team to a, uh, a big event in America. Their coach has been uh, probably unheralded a bit this year, I think, and, and probably you know will get the due kudos if he does get the Super Bowl delivered. So will their combination of the um, – uh, the quarterback and wide receiver chase has been unbelievable this year. Top rope's going to lean to Cincinnati at the line. Uh, what is your view on this game and which way would you be leaning on the line having a bet? Yeah. And, and uh, you guys know, this is the last game of the year. The odds makers are pretty good. So it's no surprise. The, the line is, you know, where it's supposed to be. So I'm actually going to oppose him, but oppose him a little differently. Um, 
I'm going to be betting the Rams, but I'm going to be betting them on the money line. And uh, there was some sharp money right now as we speak coming in on the Bengals side. I see all the four and a halfs are gone. There's only four. And a couple spots have shown three and a half. This game will not get the three. I agree with him. You will not see a three in this game. If there were to be a three, I would just lay the three flat. But I think I'm going to go with the money line. And in general, uh, the the public, Joe Squares, you know, Joe Public, what they're going to do is they'll lay the favorite on the points and they'll take the dog on the money line. Uh, so you never get any value with the dog money line. Conversely, the favorite money line is going to be pretty cheap. For a, lo- a game that's lined at four, let's call it minus four, I- I'm going to lay $1.90, uh, which doesn't really correlate to a four. It should be higher. I'm going to lay $1.90 with the Rams. Uh, I could see it coming down to another field goal either way. Uh, I just think the Rams were built for this. They're all in, as we call it. You know, they went and got Stafford. That wasn't enough. They went and got OBJ. That wasn't enough. They went and got Von Miller. So a team uh, full of stars in a L.A., which is full of stars to begin with, uh, and it's at home. I just think that the the Rams were built for this. I think this is their year. I think Burrow will have it going forward. Now, again, I made a huge bet on KC last week, and since he surprised me. So they could surprise me again, but I think they're, uh, they're voodoo magic, and their luck is going to run out. They could have lost to the Raiders. Derek Carr had the ball first and goal late. Uh, they could have lost to, uh, to Tennessee. Tannehill had the three interceptions. Again, another field goal late. They were down 18. to K- I think their, their luck has run out. Uh, I will be with the Rams. I'll be the Rams big. But again, the line is right, so it doesn't shock me that we're on opposite sides. Yeah, it's small small edges in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Obviously, when Jerry says a dollar ninety in uh, in English oh, yeah. terms or Australian time <laughs> terms, that's about a dollar fifty three on the decimal. So don't go out there asking your bookie for a dollar ninety. I'm not used to that decimal. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. No, nah, that's the US version of minus one ninety to confuse the punters there. But yeah, around the dollar fifty to a dollar fifty three is what. Uh, Jerry's uh, saying in the decimal side of, of where he he thinks the value is because, you know, the, the I guess, once-a-year punters that come out or everyone wants to have a bit, bet in the Super Bowl, they'll see 270 for a team in the Super Bowl as pretty good value. So they will back that version of their head-to-head. Okay, that's a wrap from uh, these guys. It's kind of a split decision, but as both said, the number's pretty solid, so you can bet with confidence. Probably won't move too much more in the next couple of days around the four if you want to take either way or Jerry is saying he's going to look to back the head-to-head version. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see the Super Bowl. Just quickly, fellas, just on the uh, on the total around the 48 and a half, have you just got a quick version which way you would lay there for punters? Obviously, they like to bet uh, a lot of uh, same-game multis and everything like that. If you're having one one lean on the total, are you under or over on the total? Top rope first. Uh, I'm going to be on the under 48 and a half. Uh, the under is 28 and 10 when the Rams are favoured. Uh it's five straight when Cincinnati are an underdog. Their defense is certainly tightened up a bit, so I'll be leaning the under in this one. Okay, Jerry? I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm not playing it, but I agree with him. Uh, more so because of the two coaches. Uh, they know each other well. Uh, Taylor was a McVay uh, assistant at one point, and they are both conservative. And We saw it last week, and they look to play it tight since he is not that good in the red zone. They have an excellent kicker, and he knows it. So a lot of times they, they play conservative when they're in field goal range. I def, I'm not playing it, but if you're asking me, it, it looks like an under, it smells like an under. I mean, things may change in a couple of days, 
but I agree with him. Under under would be the play. Okay, a bit more confidence uh, there, I guess. Well, they're both on the same side, and the under's under 48.5 if you're looking to play in the total points. Well, each week our panel had been granted $100 to invest. Now, someone had invested a lot wisely than others, Marco. It was sponsored by topsport.com.au. Topsport is Australia's biggest betting bookie. Bet where the pros get set. Now, all the profits went to my platform called Walk With Me Online. So a big thank you to topsport.com.au for supporting Walk With Me Online, which we're doing great space in the physical and mental fitness space. Now, Marco, have I got an unassailable lead and have I rumped it in? Okay, Corey, yes, you are still the leader. You know you are. You uh, did a half block on top rope last week. He tried to gain ground and you went the same as him. So uh, I'm not sure if that was smart or uh, top rope still seething about it. He definitely wanted to get you uh, on the leaderboard here, but you've cut him out. He's still two behind. But uh, Paige has snuck up. Paige is uh, still one off the lead. So she can tie you here, Corey. Uh, Pretty successful week. Three out of the four got the winners, as you can see there on the graphic. So uh, Corey leads on the 12 and 9. Uh, pages just one off on the 11 and 10. So all up, we've hit the 3,800 even at the moment with uh, the Super Bowl round to go. So we've got four picks. So a chance to uh, tick over the 4,000, which was uh, probably a pre-season line was somewhere between 3,500 to 4,000. So I guess we've done our job for those following at home and walk with me online. Okay, Corey, time for your tip. Uh, this is the last time for the year. You lead by one. Uh, all, you, all Paige can do is tie you. So for the last tip of the year in the Super Bowl, we don't have many options. Are you going the line or the total in this game? No, I think I'll go the, the points total, Marcos. So obviously Rams and Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. I'll go the, the points over. I just think that Matt Stafford and uh, Joe Burrow will score enough points that they will cover that quite easily. Okay, Corey's tipped the over total 48.5 there. We'll go to top rope next. Top rope, uh, which way are you leaning in the line or the total for the Super Bowl? Yeah, assume it's uh, triple points this week, AMG, so that'll put me in good stead here. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals plus. <laughs> chips, all, chips all in to try and catch him. He spent all year trying to catch him. Fetting a bloke who gets out to eight knows had to struggle to the line the last month, but uh, shows what pressure does. Okay, um, we'll go to Jerry now. Jerry, what have you got for us this week? Have you got a uh, head-to-head line or total pick for the punters? Yeah, I'm going with the head-to-head. And again, you know, maybe both of us can win this bet. Uh, I like the Rams to win outright. I'm not laying the points. Going with the money line. Uh, you know, who knows if it lands one, two, three, or four. Maybe we can both get the cash. But I, I see the Rams being the team of destiny, and I think they walk away, and they will be back-to-back Super Bowl champs along with the Bucks in their own backyard. So, we hadn't seen it in the history of the uh, Super Bowl, and now we're going to get it back-to-back years, the home team winning in their home stadium. Yes, yeah, quite uh, quite unbelievable how that's happened. It hasn't happened uh, for forever, and then they get back-to-back years. Okay, just out there while I've got you two gentlemen, um, just for the punters, obviously, you know, it's a bit of a smorgasbord, like any kind of grand final Super Bowl that we have. There's plenty of prop bets to be had, so I just want uh, both Top Rope and Jerry just to throw a uh, an out-wide bet, a prop bet, as they call it in America, just something for the punters, whether it's a running back getting yards or catches for a receiver. Top Rope, what have you got for us? I'll give you two. I'll give you Beautiful. Uh, Joe Mixon, over 27.5 receiving yards. I think they're going to be using a lot in the passing game, uh, get the ball out quickly. Uh, and I will give you the Gatorade colour. I'm going <laughs> with orange. Orange is a $3 favourite. Uh, <laughs> Orange has been clearly the uh, most used uh, colour over the last kind of uh, 
10 years. I think it's coming out uh, five time. So uh, I'd be looking at orange. Jeez, talk about account burners. Imagine loading up on the Gatorade and all of a sudden uh, after the Super Bowl, you get your account close for getting the Gatorade colour right. That's an extraordinary bet top rope to sign off your year. Uh, okay, Jerry, g- give us a couple of solid uh, prop bets from your end, please, for the uh, punters to throw in their multis, please. Yeah, he stole my thunder with one of those little gimmicky ones. So oh. I, I was going to do the exact same thing he did. Not that bet, but first we're going to start with a real bet. Uh, I like Cam Akers rushing yards over the 59. Uh, I think he played against two solid 49ers in the Bucks, two solid run defenses, probably one, two in the NFC right now. Uh, so his line is a little, you know, it's a little low. Those are the two teams he faced since coming back from injury. I think uh, McVay, he's a, he's a one-back kind of guy. I think he'll feed the ball to Akers. I do believe they win this game like I already told you. So look for Akers to get well over the 58, whatever the line is. It's less than 60. Let's call it anywhere from 57 to 62. Uh, I really like that bet. And then on the gimmicky side, this is the Super Bowl. This is, you know, again, this is called gambling. So the woman's name is Mickey Guyton. Uh, She's singing the national anthem. Uh, Apparently, some leaked footage of her singing over 100 seconds is what I'm going with. So not the Gatorade, but uh, over 100 seconds on Mickey Guyton's version of the national anthem. Uh, leaked versions have had it much longer. We'll see. We'll see if the uh, sharp money is right. Again, it's gambling. It's for fun. I love the acres prop. The Guyton, as long as the Gatorade, is just a screw around. Yeah, it's amazing how many people can uh, invest their money before the game starts on the Super Bowl, both with the toss, uh, the coin toss betting and the singing of the national anthem is unbelievable. So... Before even the kickoff, you can be uh, burning a hole in your pocket. Appreciate that, guys, for your tips for the Super Bowl, covering what your thoughts are. We'll just put up a quick graphic to uh, cover what our best bets are as we sign off the betting part of the show. So you can see there, Corey and Paige are actually going to split their tips. One, Corey's going over and Paige is going under. So Paige is a chance to uh, equal Corey for the title. We'll talk about that when we come back in the new uh, new season. And... Um, I'm actually lined up with Top Rope here. We're both on the plus four line on the Bengals to uh, complete our betting season. Gents, appreciate the uh, the foresight on the Super Bowl and and the betting aspect. Jerry, uh, appreciate you coming online through the playoffs and uh, helping out and giving us an on-the-ground version of the bets. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll catch up with uh, both of you. Well, catch Top Rope, I'll see you for the Super Bowl party, and Jerry, you will see our viewers next year. All right, take care, guys. Super Bowl 56, well, it's finally nearly here. And our first ever Super Bowl party will take place on uh, Valentine's Day at the Emerson. Sadly, Marco, you'll have to put the romantic celebrations on hold because we'll all be down there at the Emerson. Party kicks off at 9 o'clock. The game will start at 10.30. Now, top rope, he'll give his pregame update and picks a game again at halftime for punters. So hopefully we can not only have a great time, but win lots of money. Marco, how are we traveling in terms of numbers and all the winners and all that sort of stuff all season long that we've been doing? Yeah, looking forward to the party, Corey. I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to hosting. Uh, I've seen the guests line up and some of them are a concern. So extra security have been brought in. But uh, anyway, the space we've been allocated for, you've uh, you got the venue, the Emerson, and we've, uh, we've, we've got it sold out. So we're a we're a full deck for the space of being allocated. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to catching up with all the uh, the winners that are partaking with us with the show throughout the year as well. Um, they're all locked and loaded, ready to go, Corey. So uh, I'm sure they'll have a good time. Uh, our preparations are set to celebrate the 
Super Bowl as a first party, as you said. Uh, people are coming in from all states and I've been told they're going to leave in all states, Corey. <laughs> yes, that they definitely will, Marco. Now, everyone, that's a wrap for our first season. It's actually been a pleasure because when we're all passionate about the game of NFL like we all are, it's it's been fantastic to sit here all season, try and give you some insights, hopefully want some money. But a big thanks to the third and long crew, Marco, Top Rope, Jerry, Paige. More importantly, Borco, the man who happens to put all this stuff together, makes it all happen. So a big thank you to all um, that put it all together. Now you can follow us on YouTube for season two. We'll be back in September. By then we'll obviously know who's won Super Bowl 56 and we'll be working out who's going to Super Bowl 57. Uh, you can find all this in the Apple Store, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. More importantly, follow us at Little Birdie TV, Third and Long TV on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, for all your NFL action, can be found at topsport.com.au and invest wisely, punters. More importantly, enjoy Super Bowl 56 and let's hope for an amazing game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams.